Welcome to Finance with Factor, a place you can come to laugh and learn from local experts about everything related to the world of real estate. Each week we cover a unique topic to help you understand the mortgage industry, navigate the home buying process, and grow your business while maintaining a slice of sanity. Now that he has climbed safely atop his soapbox, here is your host, a senior loan officer with Mortgage Network, Jason Factor. Hello and welcome to another episode of Finance Factor. Thank you very much for joining me for this very special Father's Day edition. Uh, today, I want to talk a little bit about work-life balance. When you get into this field, or really any small business owner, anyone who's self-employed, the tug and pull of balancing your life and your work can be a stressful thing. Um, I recall when I first got into this business, uh, I was actually all set up to become a realtor. I, uh, I met with my now boss at one point, and he was like, you have a young kid under two with another one on the way. You do realize you're going to be gone every weekend, every night. Your wife works at the school. So in the summers when she's off, yeah, you're going to be working every day. He's like, she's going to hate you. Um, and you're never going to be around to see those little kids. And I thought about it and I said, sure, you're right. I should become a loan officer. And what I didn't realize was that that just means you're on call all those times. <laughs> so there is, there is a tug and pull to everything that you do, especially in real estate, when you're, when you're generating your own book of clients and, and you work as hard as, as you can and, and as you want to, and finding that balance can be hard. Today's guest laughter in the background there is Brian White. Brian is actually a realtor. Um, he's with Better Living Real Estate. He's a VP at Better Living Real Estate. He manages a team of 11, but for today's conversation, he's also manages a family. I don't know he manages, but he's part of a family of eight. Um, and so I want Brian, I, I've always admired your ability to balance your business, your book of clients, the investors you work with, the boards that you actively participate on, and a large family and still make time to do nonsense like this. So Brian, welcome to the podcast. Perhaps you'd like to introduce yourself to, to everyone out there. Hey, Jason. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Uh, just like Jason said, you know, I am a full-time realtor. I'm your real estate guy with a bow tie. Uh, and I have a family of eight. So I have six little ones. Uh, an amazing partner in crime is my wife, uh, Betsy. And, you know, we live in Medway and we drive a Ford Transit of all things. So if you've ever seen one of those Amazon vans, wonder what else they can do. They can also hold 15 people. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I remember, I remember when you had to upgrade to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but in, in all honesty, it's, um, I've always admired your ability to balance work and family and, and interweave the two. And I realize, I'm sure you run into this when recruiting people, even for your team, but you talk about real estate or being a realtor, you make your own hours, you can be flexible, but that's not always the case, right? Like there, there is, a, a conflict there at times. And, and perhaps you could share a little bit about a story or, or some of those stress points that you feel. Yeah, sure. You know, just like uh, you had heard from your boss, I mean, everybody thinks real estate's this glamorous thing that uh, you can make your own hours and get up late and go to bed early and do whatever you want and hang out with your family all the time. You can do that. And you also have to eat a lot of ramen. 
Um, and so real estate is a 24 seven gig, you know, um, especially when you're dealing with buyers and sellers. Uh, and they, they have the biggest transaction usually of their lives or one of the biggest financial transactions of their lives that you are quarterback. And so yep. your job is to be there when they have a question. And of course, when does everybody get the panic questions? You know, I'm sure you see this in yours. It's, it's after they sat down to dinner with the family and they've had really? a chance to actually digest and think through things. And it's 830 at night and the kids are in bed yep. and you've had the chance to sit down and look over your Zillow listings or whatever. And you're like, oh, I have a question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or they put their head down on their pillow. That's another good one. They put their head head down on their pillow and then they start to panic. And then they hit Zillow and then they start sending you a million, you know, texts and emails and everything yep. else. So well, um, and it's one of these things that it's like any, and this is true for any service industry, right? I mean, you can own a gym, you can be a CPA, you can be an attorney. It, any industry where we're all selling the same slot, it comes down to service. And so from a service standpoint, what's the one thing I can provide or Brian can provide that maybe someone else isn't willing to? Well, I'll pick up your phone call whenever you call me. And, yeah. and that can create a little bit of a, a dynamic at home as yeah. well. And that's, you know, it's so important that, um, you know, I, I pick up my phone. I know that I've called you countless times when you're on vacations. You know, we're out on the Cape, we're in Disney World, we're wherever we happen to be and you at least reply with the text and say, okay, because whatever it is um, for that level of service that your clients and my clients, I, I don't want to say demand, but deserve and to somewhat uh, of an extent demand, it's a 24-7 thing. You've got to be able to respond on those nights and weekends and answer their questions and, and get them to be you know, calm and move forward with the transaction with as little issue as, as possible. And so we, you know, have to juggle that with the family life because of course mm -hmm. the kids never stop you know i don't want to say curtain crawlers but curtain crawlers <laughs> uh you know my band of of merry little men and and ladies and they're almost all ladies by the way so i call them merry men but jason then snuck in there somewhere in between almost at the end five little girls and then one little guy um but <laughs> they you know i have to say that they the oldest ones was um so my oldest being teenagers it was a much different feel for them growing up with me and sure. than it was for the youngest ones. And a lot of that is that, you know, and you know this from, from sort of being a parent, you've got one, you know, child, it's parents, you know, it's two on one. You can Ooh. divide and conquer. Right. Everybody can handle that. You go to two, it's like, okay, man-to-man -man coverage, different game, completely doable. You go to There's three. always man. holes in the zone, Brian. Right. You go to three. We were, we were joking the other day. We were like, we were going through clothes and we were like, Drew. When, when the first one's born, you get collared shirts, everything is, you know, nice, you're nicely dressed, you, everything matches, everything's an outfit. Ryan, you get Drew's leftovers. It's, sometimes you wear them, so what? You decide to put them on backwards and inside out, most of your pictures, that's cool. Like, that's the way you want to wear it. We're not going to fight you on it. Evan, you happen to have no pants on, and that's cool too. We're <laughs> <laughs> in a bucket somewhere downstairs. Labeled that <laughs> Well, that's exactly but, what it is at our house. But um, do you happen to draw lines? Uh, I know everyone has their own management style, right? So everyone does have their way of, of dividing up the day and, and whatever that might look like to you. Some people do say, I'm always on call. You can always reach me. And some people will draw lines and say, here are the times I'm available. How do you manage um, categorizing or segmenting, time blocking out 
Sure. And making sure that you're giving everyone your full attention. There was a luxury when it was just three or four (laughs) of us. Yeah. You know, it was only two or three kids um, where there was more of a segmentation for my time. It was okay. This time is is for this. This time is family time. And I'm not going to pick up the phone before this hour. And I'm going to turn my phone off. Um, and I would say just the needs of the family and, and the needs of my clients and income level and everything else as I'm hustling and grinding. Um, the very youngest or now the oldest ones when they were very young, they learned at a young age, okay, dad's on the phone, everyone's silent. You know, and it's one of those things where it starts with one or two. Teach me that lesson. Oh, well, and it's, you know, <laughs> there's a couple of ninja tips along the line. I'll give you. Um, well, well, we'll talk about some tips and, and tricks for yeah. sure. And so the big thing, though, is that um, my oldest ones help reinforce with the youngest ones because they've heard it from not just me, but from my wife. Look, dad some days isn't around. Like, I know you miss dad. I know you haven't seen dad or whatever it happens to be. Um, he's out at work. Well, when's dad coming home? And one of the things, you know, that my wife and honestly, the biggest key to all of this is, is my is having a partner, whoever it is, whether it's a grandparent or a, a caregiver or whomever that yeah. can, that can be helpful. You just need teammates. Yeah. And you need to be okay with having that teammate. And there's times where I sort of look and, at, at my wife. Those teammates, those teammates yeah. can be at work too, right? Oh, they don't always have to be the teammates at home. They can be. So yeah. for example, I, I came to a point in my life where I was never around. I was falling asleep on the counter at two in the morning, just burning at every end of the candle. Like if I found more than three or four ends, I would burn those too. Yeah. And, and I just, I remember one day waking up my face on a laptop as Kat came out into the kitchen in the middle of the night and you know, like in, or in the morning, rather I'd fallen asleep in the middle of the night, just my face on a computer and I was like, it, it's enough. Like I, I have to hire some help. Yeah. Um, and having an awesome team, you know, one of the things that I like about better living is that it's such a collaborative environment. We have, um, it's baked into the ecosystem there that people do co-listings, you know, many, and you've heard this from me before, real estate agents are like dragons. They're like, these are my leads. These are my clients. This is my process. This is all my, you can't have that. Um, you know, one of the nice things about how I run my team and that we're allowed to uh, run our team to better living is it's a growth mindset. It's an abundance mentality across the board and everyone's willing to help everyone out. And that's not very common in our industry, but, you know, I'm at this brokerage because it offers that and you need that to be able to handle that, that work-life balance. Kind of volume. Hey, yep. Yeah. Yep. In order to do that volume and you need that you know, I, I need that at home too. You know, I'm super fortunate. My wife, you've heard me say it before, salt of the earth. She 100%, you know, like runs the house and manages those things. And there's things, you know, and she works too. Like my wife, there's been times in my career where she's been a full-time, you know, uh, working mom and a full-time, you know, uh, first teacher and software engineer and everything else that she's done, you know, in the last decade. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, you need to work together. And if you're not going to work together and you're not going to have real conversations between you and your, your partner and your kids, like that's the other important thing is, yeah. okay, you have that especially as they get older. Yeah. Right? So like, okay. I, I remember, um, it's funny cause my dad, um, who's actually going to be joining us for a little bonus segment later in the podcast. Um, but I remember at one point my dad saying, you know, that he regrets not being around more when we were kids and, and he feels like he missed things. And um, honestly, I don't ever remember it. And that's, I, I maybe that hurts his feelings to hear, 
<laughs> I don't remember him not being around when he feels like he was never there. But honestly, he was always there for the things that mattered. In my opinion, I, I don't ever remember him missing anything that I really wanted him to be there for. And we were talking about that um, actually at Mother's Day when we were all sitting down, we were kind of talking about that. And, and Kat, my wife was like, well, you know what the big thing was, was just that there weren't cell phones. So he wasn't always in his cell phone. Whenever he was around, he was 100% present. Yeah. And, and so you probably never noticed that as much. I'd be curious, what are some of the things that you do to help keep yourself in the moment, whether that's with a client or with one of the kids or with your, your wife? Yeah. So um, my wife and I have precious few date nights, but when we do go out, that's it. My phone is on. I don't just put it on silent. I turn the ringer that dreaded the ringer turns off. Who even knew, you know? Um, and so we, as the older ones have gotten to an age where they can start to babysit for us, that makes it possible for us to go out. Like, and I kid you not within the last, um, the last two quarters is the first time that we've really been able to go out in a decade. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but we, you know, and the older ones sort of manage the lower ones. And that's, you know, the joy, I guess, of having that size of a family is that we can rely on that. But um, and then for the littles, you know, one of the things that's so important that I, I get a sort of chuckle about, my wife has an icon on her phone that is a link to my Google map location. So my kids know what I've done throughout the day. And I, you know, that my I share my location, uh, my wife shares her so that I can actually figure out, hey, maybe I'll go see her. Like if I get out early for dinner, like, yep. we are a Google family. And that's so important that we share calendars and we share locations because honestly, sometimes that's the only way that I know where she is. And, th yep. and that's definitely the only way. And the kids get such a kick out of being able to see me driving, you know, and all those things as far as they can tell. Um, but then the calendar piece, you know, having, you know, I, I laughed, my wife called me, 20 minutes before, you know, you and I decided to have this conversation and she's like, oh, can you drop off X, Y, and Z, my dating? And I'm like, honey, I'm not anywhere near the house today. Like, I'm not, yeah. like, oh, I forgot to check the calendar. We haven't actually gotten to talk other than good morning and good night and hey, what's going on with the kids? And oh, it's the last week of school and exams have come in and all those things. Yeah. Other than very quick quips, like, hey, we need to talk about this. Yeah, it ships, like, especially this time of year, it's, it's ships passing and then sometimes yeah. in the day, sometimes in the night. And it's, it's hard. I mean, for me, I try to, this is just maybe this is going a little too deep and personal, but for me, I try to carve out between like 4.30 and 8 every day. And it doesn't mean I'm not responsive during those times, but I do try to carve them out. I do try to make sure like at dinner time, my phone's not at the table. Um, I try to carve out certain things where the kids and, and the family get my full attention. And it's hard because during those times, it's also when you have to get everything else done, right? And it's also when they have their sports activities and their drama kids and their, you know, all the other things that they have to get done. But that's where it's like, it's time to pick up the kids. Like let's, and, and, and trying to multitask in the free time to get things done. Um, but what that also means is that at eight o'clock, most nights I'm back at my desk until, you know, midnight or one in the morning. And by the time I'm done, you know, cats in bed. Yeah. Um, and so that can be stressful too, in terms of just like carving out that individual time and making sure that we're being accountable to myself, that I'm giving my family as much time as I'm giving my clients. Yeah. We, you know, uh, and the tough thing about the realtor side of it is that of course, 
our clients are getting home from work and need to go see houses at that all. Yeah, you're not physically at a desk. It's so much crazier at that point. Yeah, so we've got that sort of added thing, but we, you know, uh, at my house, we just rearranged the furniture in the living room. So I took on a new chair that happened to be right next to my wife, where we had been on opposite sides. And my wife will stay up a little late because I like to unwind and watch a you know a TV show or something at the end of the night. Yeah, you know, end of night it's usually eleven o'clock, and yeah. so <laughs> or later. And my wife will literally pie eye, stay up just to be you know say okay I spent a little bit of time near Brian. Um, yeah. And she looked over at me. She says, "I like this new seating arrangement." I'm like, "Why?" She's like, "Because I can hold your hand." And I'm like, "Oh, that's awesome!" You know. And so those those little tiny things matter, but. You know, you had mentioned your dad and what, you know, same thing with my dad, you know, he worked all the time and worked two jobs. And um, I don't remember him ever not being there for important things. But I think, you know, that's such an important thing about how you have to mentally prepare yourself to check your own ego at the door. Yep. You know, for two things. One, you have to recognize that someone else has got an easier lifestyle than you do and has the ability to spend all their time with their kids. Like I'm never going to be Michael Keaton, you know, uh, and be, I get, I get jealous. I I mean, I admit it. I get jealous of Kat because she has the summers off with the kids. And, and so it's, you know, during my busiest season, they're going to the beach or they're, you know, going to the playground or or hanging out at a friend's house. And, and I'm sitting here in an unconditioned closet, you know, and it, (laughs) and so it's, that that can be that can be hard and it goes both ways you have to recognize that you have your ego both for what you want to be as a parent and what you see as you know the best parent you can be just being present with your kids and having them you know able to see you and talk to you and engage with you like that's you know i think that's so important same thing with you don't have to be the one who does all the work at work you know being able to hand off to other people within the brokerage being able to work with partners um you know and you know you well and then and then creating those memorable moments where creating those memorable moments where you're a hundred percent present. So I know there are some traditions that you have. I'm, I have some myself. Um, so for example, on opening day every year, I check the kids out of school a little early. We go somewhere and we watch baseball games and play and hang out and, and have some lunch. And it's, you know, they have my full attention for that kind of seminal moment on the calendar every year. And it's just something that we've created as a tradition where they have not only my full attention, but it's special for them. And, and hopefully that's a memory that carries with them where they forget the random weekend where I had to take a Saturday off for an open house. Yeah. What are, are some that you have in, in your house? Are, are there some examples of that? I know, I know there are. Yeah. So two big ones for us and they both revolve around school, believe it or not. Um, and a little different now that my kids aren't going to public school and on buses, but one of the big things was, and you see it, of course, on the Facebook, you know, here's what you did X amount of time ago. Um, but one of the perennial favorites is always me putting the girls on the bus for the first time um, and sort of, okay, this is their first day outfit and mom was always at school. So I was the one that was responsible for that. And, you know, what kind of a, an important moment that is and to be able to look at those things. Um, but the biggest thing for us um, is backpacks. And so... Um, we made such a big deal out of it with our first, uh, with Amelia, um, taking her to L.L. Bean. I was like thinking to myself, you're getting one backpack. I'm going to spend money on the L.L. Bean backpack and you're never getting another backpack. Well, she picked the biggest backpack, don't you know? It was bright pink, which was her color then. Today, she would be caught dead with a pink backpack. And as a matter of fact, she came through when she hit sixth grade. And she's like, Daddy, I think I need a new backpack. And I'm like, 
yeah, my wife said she needs a new different backpack. I'm like, ah, uh, but that's, you know, such an important thing. And I can tell you uh, with Claire, so with my third, we, I would get their initials, you know, um, uh, embroidered on it. And we had, our summer just ran over. Our summer, summer yep. ran crazy. We didn't get to it. We didn't get to it. Okay. She's got school like on Monday and it's Friday. So I convinced the people at LL Bean to do a rush order and get her initials put on. So we go, we pick it out. She picks out the backpack. She is just elated. It's just her and I. Um, I convinced them to do a rush order. I'm like, can I get this? I will come and pick it up. I will drive to Maine if I have to Sunday, like whatever it is. <laughs> and they're like, look, we can we can get this done. And so we start to leave the store and she's holding my hand. And as I'm walking, this is the yellow bean and answer. And as I'm walking out, I see her little face. She just begins to look really distraught. And then she just breaks out in tears. And I don't even know what to do. I have no idea what she's crying about. I'm like, did you get stung by a bee? And it's it was, she was leaving without a backpack and she knew she needed it for school and she wasn't ready. She had been built it up that this was the thing. Like I finally get my, backpack. this is the thing I get to do with dad. This like, is the Beatrice big deal. Got her back backpack. You know, Amelia's got her backpack. I'm ready for my backpack. And so I have to go back there and go, I'm just going to take this backpack and we'll just, I can just bring this back anytime with this receipt and get it embroidered. Yes. Perfect. That receipt to have that backpack embroidered is still in my car glove box. Yeah. <laughs> and is going into fifth grade. So, you know, there's, you know, all those different little things that, that we do with them. Um, you know, my, my kids, they really, um, they connect with my wife in a way that I am sometimes sort of like, mm, that's awesome and jealous. And even, you know, for us, you know, it takes a village to raise, you know, a child. Well, we need a village to raise our village. I luck out, and I think you've heard me say or mention her name in the past. My sister-in-law, Megan, my, my wife's older yep. sister, is amazing. She helps with soccer on the weekends and helps fill in all these gaps. And she acts like she's the, the best auntie ever as far as they're concerned. Um, yep. My own sister does not always love that. But I'm like, hey, look, if you want to travel up to where I am, you want to come to Medway, you can be just as involved. But being able to rely on family, you know, whether that's yep. you know brothers or sisters or grandparents, if you've got those, that's such thing and you know i find and it, it helps us be better dads right it helps yeah. us be better parents because we can like you said we can divide and conquer we can give individual kids individual attention we can segment out time that we have with clients and colleagues yeah. and, and make sure that we're still getting the networking and things that we need to do to build our business in while still making time for the calendar of of the family and and doing things that we want to do, like going to the beach with the family. And I think you've heard me before for networking events. You know, it's that's so important for my book of business and how I do business. And it's mm -hmm. certainly, uh, you know, rolling back up and rolling back in since COVID. But, you know, I say to my, my partners, when they're like, how are you out again tonight? Like, how did you get out of the house? Like, what's going on? And I say, you know, it's like, oh, I'm not going to be able to go next Tuesday because I've got ba -ba -ba duty. I've got to watch whoever. And I'm like, well, if you want, just you know, drive by my house, drop them off. I said, your daughter is blonde and about seven. Yeah, well, cool. She'll fit right in. Right. <laughs> I don't even notice that there's another kid there playing on the space. The, the, the thing for me, I, I remember, and this is a takeaway from COVID for me as a parent, and, and I think for many people out there, um, I remember when I first started, my boss had told me, no matter what, Take time, be with your family, divide it out. Don't pick up the phone, just text them back. You're always in a meeting. You're always with a client. You're always in a meeting. Um, 
you know, and, and you'll get back to them. And I sort of took that and flipped that on its head in many ways, especially during COVID. And I sort of embraced the fact that I'm a parent with two, sometimes three kids at home, and sometimes I'm in charge. And yeah, we're in the car and they're in the back seat, and that's okay, right? Like I sort of embraced the humanity of just, yeah, I'm a dad too. I, I'm, I'm here for you. You have my full attention right now. Don't mind the child in the back seat reading Go Dog Go out loud. We're fine here. Um, no matter what and, and then there's some clients that there's some clients that I wouldn't do that with. But, you know, there's some clients where it's like, you know, this person isn't, isn't going to, or this conversation isn't appropriate for that. But for the most part, I can, I can divide and conquer and squeeze that in. Yeah. And I think, you know, my clients very quickly, you know, get to know me and I, I certainly introduce myself as, Hey, look, you know, I'm here for X, Y, and Z, but just so you know, you can call me anytime. There might be a total melee in the background because I've got six children at home under the age of 15 now. And they go, you have six kids. Yes. I do and sometimes it's really loud but when i'm on those phone or when i'm on the phone and there's craziness happening in the background i literally i have learned to tune it out yeah you have my full attention my clients please don't mind the death like screams in the background somebody didn't share something like there's nothing yeah. i swear there's no real blood there's no real nobody's being you know stolen you know from the <laughs> property. it's just simply that somebody didn't share something um, and some people laugh at that and they're like, Oh my word. I remember those times or I remember this or, yeah. you, know, you know, God bless you for that. It's, like, yeah. it's about reading the client. It's about reading the, the family and the moment, right? There are times when to your point, you're out on a date night. It's not the time to pick up the phone. <laughs> Doesn't matter how important that call is. It's not the time you're in a serious conversation or you're on one of those seminal events where you're giving the kids your full attention. It's just not the time. I will call you right back call, you know, Mandy, call Bauman, call whomever. We'll, we'll take care of whatever is going on. Um, but let's kind of figure this out. And I have to give my full attention here. And then in the inverse, there are times when you're like, yeah, this is who I am. And, and here's my family crazy in the background. And, you know, client X is a grandmother and she really appreciates it. Yeah. And I don't know, I'm, I'm going to guess that it's the same for you, but um, you know, you've got Mandy, I've got Bauman, you know, uh, constantly just backstopping me and supporting me. When yep. my kids hear the word Bauman or they see him on a Zoom call, like they're like, Bauman, they think Bauman is the greatest person in the whole world. They've only been uh-huh. a times. Mandy's you know, a hero in my household. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, well, he went so far one day as he brought over a thing of ice cream for somebody's birthday. So he showed up, drove you know, half hour to drop off ice cream at my house because he knew what I was doing something for him. Um, it was kind of a tight schedule and I was trying to turn something around and, and all of a sudden there's a knock on the door and there's Bauman. And so forever, like that was their first meeting of Bauman as opposed to just seeing him or hearing his name on the phone. I can't compete with that. I can't, as their <laughs> compete with that. <laughs> it doesn't matter if I, I could door dash in, you know, 4,000 pounds of ice cream and that might be equal to them in, in their eyes. But, yeah. you know, and I think you've got to be willing to share some of those moments and understand that, you know, in that work environment, there are things that make that larger family, you know, what we're living in and make it real for us. And, and, to, and, help us and to me, that's, that's the greatest takeaway of just, parenthood, mothers, fathers, grandparents, whatever it is, it's, you got to be willing to be a little unselfish. Sometimes it's not always about you. And it's about thinking about the other person and giving them the attention that they need at that moment. And 
you know, if you can accomplish that and balance, find ways to balance being a parent and working full time, literally all the time, then that's a, that's a massive win. And, and it's something that I know a lot of people struggle with, but Brian, I sincerely appreciate your perspective on it um, and, and tips about how you go about it while managing a team of 11, five active boards and, and a family of eight. So thank you for lending your perspective. Yeah, thanks, Jason. It's always great to chat with you. I look forward to it. I'll tell the kids to make some extra time for us. (laughs) I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hello, and thank you for continuing with me on this Father's Day episode of Finance with Factor. I figured no better way than to wrap up what I hope is a productive conversation about balancing time and family and work and all the other complications that come with just parenthood on this Father's Day weekend, then to invite on my dad to say, Dad, happy Father's Day. Well, thank you, Jason. Yeah. I was, I was, was, you're now what that I was when I had you with three kids running around the house, uh, trying to balance a career. So that's kind of crazy because I actually, in my head, it's weird. You get frozen at about like 45 ish in my head. And (laughs) I mean, now obviously seeing you as much as we do now that you live closer, it's, um, yeah, like I, I have the real vision of you in my head, but like as a kid, you were always sort of, I went off to college or whatever. You were still sort of 45 frozen in my head for whatever reason. I'm kind of 45 frozen in my head too. It's my body. Yeah, it's a weird thing when you look in the mirror. <laughs> I see I see pictures of myself from when Kat and I got married or something. I'm like, geez, I was so young. I was so... <laughs> took yeah I look in the mirror and I see my father the way I remember him when he when, when he when he retired so <laughs> well you know it it's funny because like so Brian I had Brian White on Brian has a family of eight so he has six kids or seven yeah six kids um and we were just kind of talking about how hard it is to balance a family and like still be and still work and we're just talking about it in general, whether it's moms, dads, I, you know, single parents out there, um, separated families, grandparents, whatever it is, when you've got little people that depend on you or whatever, it's just really hard to divide your time even between your partner, let alone all the other things that need your attention. And I have to say, like, we talked about this at your retirement party, you and mom always did such an amazing job of making us feel like we were your first priority and I know that you don't always see that, but I remember one thing that stands out to me is I remember um, you one time saying, you know, the only thing I can't, I can't earn is time. And so when I'm with you guys, I can't buy it. I can't keep it. The only thing that I can't keep is time. So when I'm with you guys, I just try to give you my full time and attention. And, and, and that's actually the key. It's the perception by you that I gave you that, that time. Um, you know, I wish I could say that, that I, I gave you as much time as I wanted to, but there's a counterforce in, in play. Um, you know, you say about balancing a family of five, you're actually balancing a lot in your life. You're balancing a, a career. Um, you've got to be there, your, your clients, and your colleagues need to perceive that you're always there for them as well. So it's, you know, it's not just your family that needs to have that perception 
that you, you're always putting them first, but your clients and your colleagues need to feel that same way. There needs to be this dynamic equilibrium. And I think that's what um, balancing is all about. We wouldn't be talking about balancing your, you know, your, your, your work, balancing your career and your family if there weren't two opposite forces pulling against you where you need to, to actually make choices to keep things in st stable and equal in the equilibrium and state. Um, you know, I, I would say in hindsight, you know, you, the fact that you're saying what you're saying means that I was successful in terms of balancing family. Um, you were, if, I don't think any of us ever, I like, so for those of you who don't know, there was actually a period in our lives where my dad actually had to move before us. Um, we lived on the West Coast and my dad had to move to um, New Jersey for his job. And we stayed back to finish up school. So there were a couple of months where almost like half a year where we were home. And, you know, it's really the only time I ever remember you not being around. Even then you were there when we had a key baseball game, when we had a concert, you know, whatever it is, like you, you're, you were never missing. And it, it's funny. Cause like we were, we were talking about it at the retirement party and you were like, well, our cat and I were talking about it after your retirement party. And I was, I was sort of not in awe, but I was saying how, how much I admired that. Um, and she was like, you know what the biggest difference was, is there weren't cell phones. So when he was there, he was a hundred percent there. Well, yeah, kind of. There, there are pagers. There, there, <laughs> there are ways to get a hold of you um, and pull you in work-wise as well. But you're right. Um, you know, you guys catch me often on my on my cell phone, looking at emails, looking at things, and it is distracting. And and I think it's even more difficult to your point nowadays to stay focused on on either family or business when you have access to communication 24 seven. It's harder, it's harder to stay focused even at a, like a, a, you know, you go out to dinner with your friends. <laughs> it's just hard to be present anywhere. Exactly. But, you know, I yeah. want to, in, yeah. in the spirit of, of Father's Day, Dad, I just want to say thank you because um, you've always been there for us, whether it's Matt, Whitney, myself, mom, your grandkids, our partners, you know, Thank you. We love you. Well, thank you. I love you too. And, and it means a lot because, yeah, I, I, I always say family comes first and your mother will be the first one to say, no, it, that's not good. You put work first. But in reality, um, you know, the balancing act is that the perceptions, uh, you know, that people have, you never put one always first. You always have to do that counterbalancing and, and, the key to balancing is make sure that you know the perception is there and, and more importantly the reality and that you you do put your priorities where they need to be at the time they need to to be addressed and you know if, if work needed me i'd be there if family needed me i'd be there and if there was a tie it goes to the family <laughs> well thank thanks for always letting us win the tie and <laughs> um, i appreciate that <laughs> a definite tiebreaker <laughs> oh love you dad i'll see you later tonight and see you soon thank you for listening to this episode of finance with factor 
please remember to like, rate, share, and subscribe. Then if you really like us, unsubscribe and resubscribe again. Of course, that can be our secret, but it helps our ratings. Have an idea for an upcoming topic you want us to cover? Post a comment. For the full video version of this episode or any of our previous episodes, please find, like, and follow Jason on YouTube or Facebook at Jason Factor Mortgage Network and on Instagram at Finance with Factor. All content on Finance with Factor is self-published by Jason Factor, Senior Loan Officer, NMLS number 1401985. All rates, guidelines, and advice discussed on this episode is subject to change. For a full list of disclosures, visit the License and Disclosure page at jasonfactor.com.